0: For me, it is important to understand what I want to work on, the next steps.
1: Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Live podcast. yes 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 so we have mesmerizing aida bogomolova on our podcast today so welcome everyone this is belladent live podcast new episode with new absolutely inspiring guest aida bogomolova is a world famous oriental dance artist and experienced teacher and choreographer she traveled all around the world, starting from Russia, China, Japan, Korea, Brazil, Chile, Spain, Germany, Italy, France, the Czech Republic, Poland, Croatia, and I can probably name uh, at least a few dozen of other countries among places she visited with performances and workshops. She was born in Russia and currently lives in Italy. Aida started dancing when she was 6 years old, and different types of dance classes have helped her later in the creation of her own unique style in Arabic dance, the style which is followed by many dancers around the world today. Her style is a combination of softness and strength, elegance and emotionality, smoothness and clarity of technique at the same time. This is definitely a symbiosis of traditional Arab dance with aida's personal perception of music and form expressed in motion and in this interview we definitely talked about individuality in dance your own style how to develop it how to find possible some inspiration to bring in in your dancing, and so much more. We talked about, funny enough to say, past times of normal touring and traveling and festival life, as well as about current situation with lockdowns, quarantines, stopped events, online education and so much beyond that i know that you were waiting for this interview for a really long time so i'm not gonna postpone and uh, tease your curiosity anymore i just also want to congratulate aida on recent launch of her first online edition of her intensive and uh, looking forward for many more to come both online and in Person. But about all this and more you'll hear in the interview. I am so excited beyond words that finally we are, are doing this interview, and I'm really sincerely happy to feature absolutely amazing and talented and beautiful beyond any words, Aida Bogomolova. And you are definitely one of the most requested guests to have on the podcast since the very first edition i keep receiving messages <laughs> from people please invite aida please invite aida <laughs> so welcome to the podcast
0: <laughs> hello Yana. i'm so happy to hear you and thank you very much for your warm words um i'm happy that finally i i'm here talking with you and i made this decision <laughs> to participate uh, in your podcast I'm a little bit worried, that's why now I will have some troubles with English, I'm sure about this. But I'm really happy we can speak about probably something interesting.
1: Well, I'm absolutely sure people are jumping on the chairs or in the whatever traffic jams or buses uh, right now wherever they are listening to this interview out of excitement and i know that uh english language is one of the sensitive topics for many non-english speaking uh, guests and even i'm not not native english speaker and i know i do a bunch of mistakes but let's abstract from that and just uh, focus on actually like um content and things that I know you have so much uh, to share and your experience and I already know in advance that we won't be able to cover all the questions or uh, <laughs> these interesting topics that uh, you definitely have uh, experience in your dance career to talk about but Nevertheless, I would love to start from the very beginning. I know that you start dancing uh, very young, like uh, six years or so old, but you did many different dance styles in the beginning. So I'm very curious, do you remember your first belly dance class? And if you remember any particular thoughts or like feelings uh, that you, Either attended class or maybe you saw belly dance first, and like, what was your first interaction, specifically with belly
0: dance culture? Okay, yeah, I was uh, dancing from very little since I was six years old. I have passed um, Bollywood dances and many kind of modern dances when I was growing up, living in my native city in Kabarovsk, which is far east in Russia. So when I was around 20 years old, I, 2021, I think, yeah, actually it's difficult to remember now, I went to work uh, with a big team, dance team in China, and I saw the performance of one dancer there. She was Uyghur uh, by nationality. You know, it's um, they are Muslim. It's a small, like um, small nation, like not a big population, Um, and they speak both Chinese and their own Uyghur language, which is um, not similar to Chinese. And um, Turk group, if I don't make mistake. Turk group of language, so they I I believe they are more quite more near to Middle East culture because when I listen to Uzbek music I found many similar things inside and uh, there is was a girl or it was like a big team celebration I believe I don't remember really. Um, Clear. I just remember she was dancing, and I was thinking, that's what I would like to do. It's so feminine, um, because I always loved uh, this sense of being feminine. Uh, it's it was ch- touching many thi- uh, objects in my life, it's like clothing, makeup the way of uh, communicate with people and yeah, I was just coming to her and asking like, uh, sorry, can you take tell me please what kind of dance, because I didn't know yeah, she told me it's belly dance belly dance, okay <laughs> when I came back home I started to check on it but in that time we didn't have mobiles with internet uh, the gadgets were completely different century. And I didn't have a uh, laptop and internet at home. So I was going to Internet Cafe and staying there and searching for the information. So I've got my first CDs. I ordered, yeah, I ordered first I ordered music because I didn't knew. I ordered music. It was Najma Karam, Um Kalsum, Warda. Yeah, I, 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 it was a few CDs. When they came, then I fell in love completely with the music first. I was listening like, for me, it was impossible to leave even one day without listening the music. Arabic ah. music, Egyptian music. Yeah. I was uh, completely having <laughs> big goosebumps all the time I I was listening to that, that songs. And then I searched how I can study and I again I ordered D V D from some festival. Actually it was Ahlan was Ahlan festival and there is was Dina, Noor, Randa, and some other festivals, like uh, some other artists, I'm sorry. Um, And I was completely fascinated about how they are dancing, especially I loved Noor and Dina. They are completely different, but it was two first dancers who inspired me the most. Yeah, and I start to, uh, I start to try to study by myself with a DVD first. <laughs> it was very uh, difficult actually. When you don't know anything, I start to try to repeat because we don't have in that time we, we didn't have any teacher of the oriental dance in our area. And the first lesson, it was uh, when an organization invited uh, one teacher from Moscow. Her name is Thais Mitrofanova. Uh, she's well known in some ballet dance circles in Russia, I think. And it's very talented dancer and uh, teacher. So my first lesson was with her and she taught me one choreo, which is from Egyptian teacher. So somehow the first choreo I studied, I I don't remember from who she took this choreo, but she told me it's from an Egyptian uh, teacher. She studied this choreo with this teacher. So my first thoughts was, wow, how enjoyable, it is <laughs> so many things to know, but I was enjoying so much, really. I was um, like a SpongeBob. Every word she told me, every movement. And my, sen- my my the feeling which I remember really well, it's complete uh, enjoyable feeling. I was enjoying so much. <laughs> Mm. You know what's so interesting? Uh
1: the fact that you mentioned that you basically your very first interaction with balladance in terms of trying to learn balladance was basically on your own. I mean, CDs and DVDs they are good, but it's not like with a teacher, the very, very beginning. And you fell in love first of all, with music. And I just had a thought right now, like remembering the bunch of like interviews with different people and like uh, seeing like what other artists share, I kind of have feeling, I mean, this is complete observation and possibly made up completely, but I just got association that people, it's very common for artists who start exploring this dance form on their own to really be able, in the future, develop their very strong individual style. And that's something that definitely, like, uh, uh, we can see in you. And I don't know if there is any connection or not. It just, right now, clicked in my mind because, like, oh, it's... it's similar to many like artists with very strong personal style and for you, do you define your personal style? like do you approach it like oh it's like any um, if you actually recognize that you have like personal style maybe you define it somehow because I'm sure many people talk about your style to you and describe, uh, describe from their point of view but it's interesting from your personal point of view first, do you think I know I'm throwing a bunch of questions right now here, but uh, (laughs) let's say, like, do you think that that period of time in the very beginning that you had struggle and freedom to explore this dance form on your own, did it influence later your dancing and your dance style?
0: Well, uh I was also thinking now about the word struggle. <laughs> so when you are struggling with something and you overcome some something uh some fears or some troubles or something you can do and you try to do, you are obviously growing inside of yourself and developing your um, psychological um side like your character you're building up your character and um i think first of all when you start to do uh, when you start to practice alone and study alone it's really difficult so there is a good side and there is a bad side good side that you really put an efforts a big efforts for everything especially in that times when there is not gadgets and internet everywhere available like now. So it's really a lot of efforts to get the information, to try to dance and repeat the moments which you see in DVD and This is not a high quality production and sometimes, you know, it was filmed and sometimes in a strange way for me. But after I understood why, sometimes it was like just a face. but I want to see the movement. So, of course, it was not like a DVD uh, for studying. It was a performance. So the video operator was um, concentrating with some, you know, different views. So <laughs> it's already lost for me, for a beginner dancer to, to try to repeat. So I, I cannot say it's really an influence 100% on me. But it's more about to struggle, to overcome, and to really have desire to study. I think this way and what's mm, helping to be uh to find your individuality in the dance is your life experience i believe and your dance experience as well um the way you feel the music the the way you you feel in general yeah talking about uh dance
1: experience um I know that you're very demanding as an artist to students, but as a teacher to students, but first of all, you're very demanding to yourself. Uh, That's the impression at least. And even right now you were like uh, saying the first experience, you kind of like... uh, get from the point of your struggle of learning on your own and overcoming it and uh, it kind of aligns with the same like idea of being very demanding uh to yourself when you perform how often are you happy with your performances
0: (laughs) well i'm very critical to myself very critical and um, sometimes even too much as my close friends Telling me, almost uh, never, I am enjoying with watching my videos. <laughs> so I, it's not because I have like um, a big ambitious, you know. It's because I always think, uh, oh, I can do this. This part I can do better. Um, or some small things look big in my eyes and so like even you know sometimes it's a slippery slippery floor or the skirt is too long and anybody can stop on the skirt and just you know the slippery, slippery floor will not help you in this way mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's happened sometimes so yeah. i'm very critical in this time in these cases and um just criticize myself and it's helping me to grow faster but also uh, it's it has uh, some difficult side because actually you have to enjoy what you are doing in my way I am always enjoying to the top when I'm on the stage with my audience this, in this time in these moments, I'm not thinking I'm dancing mm-hmm. uh, but after I'm thinking a lot <laughs>
1: but it's so interesting and I bet like many dancers can't believe now listening like what do you mean almost like uh, never happy with videos like because they are I guarantee there are many dancers who are now learning ballet dance by your videos just like you did (laughs) at your time by uh, Dina and Noor so uh, that's interesting to to know uh, about this like self-critique in all of us How do you, with this approach of always, like, uh, really pushing hard to get, like, better and better, how do you approach your own training, if you may share with us a little insights? Like, do you have, actually, like, for your personal training, do you have any specific, like, structure or schedule or things that you know you need to do, like, for... Do you focus on technique or choreography? Because everyone has a very different style of how they do their own personal training. Like, how does that look for you? And I know it will be different for time of periods, whenever you're traveling actively. And maybe now when you are not traveling that much, it may be different. So whichever you think is uh, more relevant as the like, baseline for your personal training, if you can share a little bit insights with us.
0: Okay, first of all, I would like to mention that um, it's not that I cannot watch my video at all. You know, it's like I'm criticizing what I did, but then uh, time with time passing, I start to be more loyal. So I can even post something. Some Sometimes it's even after one year. I need one year to handle. <laughs> um, my loyalty to myself Uh, so it's like once i analyzed once i understood what i would like to do better next time i am okay i'm not like uh going into depression or something no for me it's important to understand what i want to work on the next steps we all have our own feelings of how we see the world, how we feel ourselves in this world, and all of us is so different. And that's unique stuff, uh, unique things, which is making your dance, your dance. Because you are bringing your emotions from, from yourself. So when you are dancing and you are not satisfied, it's okay. And, uh, the most important, you have this image. Where you are going, what you like, what you would, what you would like to be in the future. I don't know if all the dancers, um, have this image. I have. I have. And, uh, it's not something, um, artificial. It's a better me inside of me, which I would like to become. Yeah, and it's also affecting on my life, (laughs) I think. Um, My training process is... um, Let's speak about normal days, okay? Because now it's um, a special time for all of us and uh, many things I just can't do. I cannot go to my ballet teacher and make my ballet classes or travel to my teacher to have um, a folk dance session. So I'm staying at home. Most of us staying at home now. So normally it was uh, two or three times ballet classes when I'm in Italy, when I'm at home. Um, Gym, two or three times gym plus separately practicing Oriental, but practicing preparing new choreos for my workshops and improvising, dancing on the music I like, because most of the time I will improvise on the stage, so like most of my dances are improvised. So if I'm training, work on myself not preparing the choreo I will improvise I will just put the music and I will improvise Um, yeah it's just normal way (laughs) work on my Mm -hmm. physical abilities uh, muscle power and uh, stretching and clarity of the movements which is important as as well for me this way. Mm-hmm.
1: How much in advance do you choose music for your upcoming performances? Like, I mean, when we talked about active festival life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting topic for me. Um, sometimes I can just choose the music two hours before I will go on the stage. Because when you are improvising... Uh, you have to follow your feeling and you have to be um, the same mood with your music, like it's really moody way, you know but um, I tried my best to organize myself and choose music in advance because the most of the organizers prefer to have the music before, before a few days before to prepare everything well, it's not so like I'm pushing myself to dance what I choose. Even sometimes I want to just change the music because I have another feeling inside of me. Mm. So I'm choosing according what I feel. And also about the structure of my performance. Like if I will have uh, three entrants on the stage, for sure I will uh, dance almost full program, which will be Mijanse. A uh, classical song, something from Tarab songs, probably, and then some let's say more near to folk or baladi tabla, shabi, or some other way to to change the mood of the audience and my yeah, if it's shorter then I will combine uh maybe some music like I will make one entrance and I will think how I feel today. Should I go should I go with classical song if I'm feeling very romantic? <laughs> or I am I want to have fun? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But that also means that you probably need to travel with a couple of extra costumes yeah. to choose according to yeah. too. That's
0: why I al- always have problem <laughs> with my bags. <laughs> Overweight. I was just about to ask.
1: Overweight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 23 kilos probably not enough. Yeah, and all this stuff for making my hair, skincare products, a few heels for go out and yeah. I never can um, I never can refuse this because I always prefer to have a choice with my costumes and it's really it's so interesting because you probably doing the same right <laughs> All the dancers <laughs> I think it's it's just being a dancer
1: it's just about being yeah. and it's not on the costumes it's also makeup as you mentioned skincare yeah. and for festival also outfits to for the evenings yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i was just like uh curious like oh maybe you have some uh, travel tips for dancers to, <laughs> to share to make their bags a, a bit more efficient
0: well, <laughs> i found out how i can reduce my uh like, reduce the problems with overweighting <laughs> of my bags is uh, to take less clothes. One jeans, mm-hmm. one sportive shoes, mm-hmm. two outfits to maybe judge the competition and go out for some dinner all together or something, and then still have a choice with the costume. So, I prefer to have less clothes, <laughs> but still have a choice with my costumes mm.
1: <laughs> well I solve this problem uh, if uh, according of course to airline but I usually over use my hand luggage <laughs> especially the personal item like this small uh, but still like a bag and like I'm choosing, okay which are small but heavy items that I can put there mm. <laughs> Because very often, I mean, not all airline companies, but they don't check. So I was like, okay, let's put it there. Um, did you have any fun situations when you traveled and your luggage was lost? I mean, I know they're not fun in that situation, but now to remember how you solved or how you figure out or dealt with it, like any funny situations
0: or stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one really um, interesting I didn't find the time. It's funny because I was crying all the time, worrying. Uh, okay, I was, uh, back. Mm, I was coming back. I was coming back, I believe it was Mexico. Anyway, I was coming back to Moscow. I was living in Moscow and I was changing my flight in Rome. and They didn't deliver my bags. So when I start to contact to the staff in Lost and Found, they'll tell, don't worry, we will call them. Because I was like, oh my God, I need to fly to a festival after three days. Next festival is after three days. Don't worry, don't worry. It was a very uh great staff there working in Moscow Airport. They they were trying to help me the best. They they was they were calling there and writing them because they mm. connect actually by writing email I think to the airport in Rome, and they thought okay next day your bag will come, next day didn't come, but they answer. What was more funny they they were answering from Rome. Yes, okay, this uh, flight with this flight they put the number. Uh, we will send you the, the bags. Okay. There is nothing, and there is nothing. <laughs> Two days passed and I was living in Moscow with my mom and we decided to prepare, because all my costumes there or all my, which I used in that time, you know, the dancers have their own like preferred costumes which adjusted for some program. And maybe mm-hmm. I want to repeat the program in the next festival, so I need the their costumes that they're not with me in that time. Okay, we prepared the bag um, with what I had <laughs> in my wardrobe, and we went to to the airport. My mom was like helping me to say bye bye for me, like. Um, and in this moment, when I was ready to go to check in for my flight, <laughs> I received a call. Hello, I'm the your bag is here. Please come and take it. And it was the same airport. <laughs> we ran with my mom. We took this bag and start to repack <laughs> in the <laughs> airport. <laughs> oh, it was crazy, like um, completely crazy, but it it was happy. And I rep- we repacked my bag mm-hmm. and. I've got everything I need, and yeah, (laughs) last minute call.
1: I can imagine a ballet dance uh, bazaar (laughs) at the airport with so many costumes from one back to another.
0: (laughs) We (laughs) found some very quiet corner, but even there, Mm -hmm. people who were passing, they were like, (laughs) <laughs> what's going on here? Because I need to take and check the costume and maybe take some details from another costume. The shiny stuff, you know, shiny stuff attracts people because I start to see it's shining there.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, that's so funny. Um, I also, uh, like, the choice of costumes is very important for you. And you design uh, all costumes yourself, right?
0: Yeah, the most of the time... I had a clear, I can have a clear idea of what I want. Um, and I'm working already 10 years or more with my own designer Antonina Kolpinska. And uh, it, it's a really great cooperation because with my own ideas, she always feels in the right way what I want and we just adjust it together. And some of the costumes I really paint, I really prepare all the design. Some costumes I have like a brief idea and then we start to work on it together. But the most of the time I will have a specific idea what I would like to do. Hmm. And how often do you change your costume? Well, in good times, in normal times it was very often. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Now I, I cannot go to Moscow obviously, because I even I am living in Italy for six years, I was continuing to go to Moscow to stay there and making costume there. Um, recently I started to do some bass. Like we're doing the base with my designer and I'm decoring, put decoration at home. A few costumes I did this way. Some costumes I did on my own. Yeah. A lot of um, ways, but yeah, the ideas, uh, I have a lot of ideas and more or less we are... Um, working, cooperating together to make this idea, let's say, perfect for me. And do you keep them
1: or after you performed a bunch of times you decide to sell maybe? How many dancers do?
0: Um, I kept only one costume for now. Is It's my red dress. It was quite famous dress. Uh, which I did in 2012, and um, it was so famous that I saw so many copies uh, on other dancers in many countries. And I'm keeping this dress because it's special for me, and I just cannot uh, cannot <laughs> give it to other in other hands <laughs> but other costumes mm. uh yeah i'm saving uh other costumes most of the time my students are asking for uh like aida do you have anything we can buy <laughs> yeah and i'm happy i'm happy to see my costumes on my students actually
1: a new life for a dress new life for a dress put because so much i love and... my
0: dress i love my students and i i really wish them to enjoy the music and dance and i'm happy if they are dancing in my costumes if they like mm. it
1: it's interesting how much i mean it's obvious but at the same time you put so much uh emphasis on like Finding an inspiration and putting an inspi- it literally even I would say putting inspiration in all details of your dance activity, like music, costume, uh feeling the mood for improvisation. How do you find do you actually do you have any favorite ways to find inspiration for yourself in life especially now because it's very challenging times for many dancers and we are not only losing sometimes inspiration to dance because everything is now very different but even sometimes like day-to-day life it's it feels like ah uh, what is going on and it feels not not inspiring sometimes at all do you have your own ways how to reconnect with your inner inspiration
0: for <laughs> all the way of my dance life, the best inspiration I can find, is music. Uh, because you can find everything inside of the music. Mm. Any feelings, any shadow of the feeling. So, I will choose, if I want to find inspiration, I will probably choose some songs I want to listen right now. And for sure I will hide myself from all the world, and I will stay somewhere alone. <laughs> I need to be alone to find my inspiration in this way, particularly. Um, yeah. So the best source of inspiration is the music for me, especially if we speak about Arabic music, it's listening to the orchestral versions of the songs or like live band sound, live orchestra sound. yeah. Really bringing me a lot of emotions, feelings, and desire to dance. Um, According nowadays, because it's really um, hard moment for me, and I know that for other dancers too, I can advise one thing, don't push yourself, to find something like inspiration in... Like don't push yourself, because the more you push, then, then less it will come, then less fast it will come. Um, I prefer to just, my favorite um, mode in this kind of moments, let it be. <laughs> let it be. <laughs> and then you don't need to relax as well. If I will just put on the mode forever, let it be, so I will not get up and do something. So I give myself for let it be mode, and when I feel a little bit better, more let's say even physically, I feel mm, my body has more energy, then it's the right moment, just start to move. So the 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 inspiration With the music, it's a first and second inspiration with movements, with any physical activities I can do. Even simple running in the park can really wake me up, and like I'm saying to myself, come on, (laughs) look, the life Mm -hmm. is so beautiful. Let's do something beautiful to enjoy this life and dance and music Uh, gym also is my inspiration because I'm making um, I have my personal trainer already for one year and I find it really amazing to work uh, so precise and so he's so professional and helping me a lot and it's not like simple gym not normal gym they are like rehabilitation center, some kind of um sportive center where they help people to solve some problem with health or um yeah also yeah re- yeah yeah like uh gym with um with rehabilitation rebuilding body resolving problems or many goals uh you can have many goals going there they can also uh, be a simple normal gym for somebody who needs it and uh, if uh, you have some problem with the bag, they can really help you in this way so I'm doing a very great um, training with my personal trainer Nicola and if Nicola will listen to this interview hi Nicola I love our training <laughs> process and it's really really um, a great help for me these days, pand- pandemic days, because uh, bringing me so much energy, I'm having good mood, always it's it's helping. Then I can read the book. I can read some book if I want to find inspiration. Sometimes it's also audiobook. Audiobook, I was making uh, one of my costumes um, and I was listening audiobook Master and Margarita Uh, and I was like completely, it was completely big inspiration and a lot of insights.
1: Yeah, Master and Margarita is a famous uh, book from Russian author Bulhako from those who may not be familiar with like Russian literature, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like sometimes inspiration comes from uh, small things, uh, like and obvious things that we all know, but it's just a matter of actually doing them, <laughs> like physical sometimes, activity. Like everyone sometimes knows. Sometimes
0: you yeah. also can just relax, live your life, and suddenly find your inspiration without doing nothing. Also happened many times. So there is not a really um, one recipe or two recipe, or you know. Uh, a list of recipes. How to find the inspiration? I believe uh, every person have their own cave with them to open the door of inspiration. Yeah, but for the dancers, obviously, if you're in love with the dance, you will be in love with the music. So it's the first uh, big source for being inspired. Yeah, so true. Well, quarantine.
1: Uh not only forced us to review a lot of things including sources of inspiration but also it forced uh, many of us to do unusual things and for you I know it was uh, online teaching (laughs) Uh, because I remember you were very resistant to online classes before I even remember like I don't know maybe five years ago I was approaching (laughs) you for online classes and you were saying like oh like no I'm not really feeling it so how was your Experience is your recent uh, course, online course, and now how? What is your opinion or like feelings about online teaching? <laughs> um,
0: well, <laughs> first of all, yeah, before uh, all this uh, pandemic situation, I was always. Um, giving my preference to live studying, because I can see the person, I can feel the person, I can understand, especially if it's private lessons, like individual way to work uh, with a dancer, with a um, student. So, um, yeah, before this year, I was not concentrated with online uh, lessons, but this year, I really received a lot of requests, really. From the beginning of quarantine, I was receiving a lot of requests to make online classes, and first, like, no, 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 no. But after, um, maybe, uh, a few months passed, um, yeah, probably more than maybe. <laughs> and and then I decided to do it because um, first things, which gave me, a, um, which was like making this decision inside of me, the things was this. I miss dance. I miss uh, people who love dance. I have a huge amount of things I would like to share. And it will be so good to dance and work uh, together, even we cannot meet in real time, so I told myself, please don't be afraid and try. Because I'm quite, um, I'm quite beginner in technical stuff, in IT stuff, and all these uh, technical issues. Uh, so I really learned a lot about Zoom. <laughs> it was a big, uh, <laughs> a big uh, investments for me of my energy because I spend many time to to understand but now once it is done it looks so simple after that (laughs) yeah so my um, my opinion is changed when we are in such conditions like now online classes is really a great solution I'm doing also my Italian language classes online, and it's very convenient. And um, it's productive, especially when the person knows what she or he wants to work on, what she or he wants to get from the classes. And uh, I'm happy. I have the feeling that we're really have a real meeting like real experience it was real even we were not in one room but somehow i had this feel uh, that feeling of communication and work we really did i believe we did a good job together so um i'm not sure if or when i want to repeat <laughs> but um it's a great way to communicate, to continue to, continue to dance.
1: Hmm. I was just about to ask, like, are you planning second edition? Um, <laughs>
0: for now, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I believe I have some, some ideas already, because my goal is always to find uh, a best way to make, it, make online classes more productive. Yeah, I tried my my best this time and um, I'm thinking now about in which way and how I would like to make it because uh, so many options we can choose and uh, it's all about time, you have to prepare many things and to organize many things, actually, if you will ask me now, what is uh, more easy to organize, real intensive or online one? I don't know what to answer. <laughs> Both of them are really, really. If uh, someone thinks that it's easy to organize online classes, I cannot say it this way. <laughs> it's not easy for me, but it's really good that we have this opportunity and also. It's good for the participants because, in normal times, if you want to go to class or your pre uh, or or your favorite dancer, you have to wait when this dancer will come to your country, or you have to buy the tickets and travel to another place. And now it's possible just to connect through the Zoom or other platform, and you you can have your dance experience it's it's easier right of course uh life teaching it's completely another world yeah it's life i hope uh, we will come back to normal days life but i believe mm, watching like observing of what is going now, I think online stuff will will remain with us. It's like coming into our lives, and it's maybe normal because everything is progressing, everything is changing now, yeah, it's
1: definitely gonna be a big part of our future lives, regardless of uh, yeah. other things how they how they will go on well um Aida, before I ask our final summary question uh, for the podcast, uh, I first of all would love really to thank you for spending time with us and sharing a little insights into your dance life, into your past and current dance (laughs) life. Um, Yeah. And just being open, even for the interview, because I know you are a little bit resistant uh, uh, with like interviews, because it's uh, it's a different experience, uh, Mm -hmm. dancing and sharing. So I'm really like really sincerely appreciate you coming (laughs) and agreeing to do this. Um, And I would before I ask our final traditional question, I would love to ask you. two things, where can dancers find and follow you? What is your possibly favorite social media that they can follow your current dance activities (laughs) and um, whatever you share right now? And if you want anything else uh, to add, maybe like, uh, tell like, I don't know, share with dancers uh, in general in dance or maybe some thoughts about like current situation if if there was something on your mind that you wanted to share during this this interview and we by some reason didn't touch it so um feel free
0: (laughs) yeah first of all thank you for invitation you was inviting me uh, for a long time and i'm quite sorry that i was refusing but as i told you before it's it's some kind of um my character, introverts character, like I I really love to listen in interviews and I don't like to give in interviews because I believe that every opinion can be true in, in some way. Like there is many things that it's very subjective. So I just don't want to influence and I'm very careful and respectful for all the opinions, all the people. So everything I I told, it's just my own experience. And coming back to the beginning of our conversation, I would like to tell for the beginners who is just starting uh, the dance and who who just feel, oh, I'm in love with Oriental dance. I would like to start. You will really move faster and go on faster if you will study with a teacher, with instructor, with experienced instructor, dance teacher first. And um but don't forget to leave a little space for yourself and dance just dance like nobody see you, you know, this thing. Um think that um it, like is nobody listening to you and dance like Is nobody watching you so just leave for you this space um, to be yourself because uh, I'm really um, maybe somebody will listen my interview and say oh she danced she started to dance alone so I also can repeat it I I started to dance alone because I I didn't have any choice that time So, if you have a choice, you better start with a a professional guidance of experienced dance instructor, dance teacher. And about my wishes to the people, I really wish that the dance will bring a a lot of joy in your life, happiness. And if you're struggling sometimes, mm, don't don't just quit. (laughs) Don't quit, or don't feel too much down. sometimes we can feel stressed. It's okay it's um it's life in every part of our life we will find some obstacles or some something that we need to overcome. but I still believe that the dance bring, brings more joy and more happiness and more uh but good things for you. And uh, just remember that even you are at home now, you cannot travel or even go to dance schools if they are closed, like we have all the dance schools closed here in Italy now. You still can play your favorite music and dance. Try to spend your energy for positive things, and um, try to remain, keep yourself active physically and mentally, and I just wish you to stay healthy and happy, and everything, I believe our happy days of real meeting and real dance will come back, and by the way, online dancing is also bringing a lot of positive uh, mm. things. So yeah that's my message and that's it enjoy work on yourself enjoy and study and observe and be connected with the music and dance
1: And also get inspiration from example of other dancers. And uh, coming back to my previous like question, like what is the best social media for uh, people to follow you? Yeah. Do you have any preferences? <laughs> uh, I'm
0: more, let's say I'm more in Instagram. Uh, it's so difficult to really handle all the social medias. Now there are too many for me. Um, I'm trying <laughs> hard <laughs> to manage them all. Um, I'm more in Instagram and I think in YouTube I have, uh, many followers and I'm often posting there some new videos. Yeah. This and Facebook, obviously.
1: I will uh, definitely put all links oh, to thank your you. social media and to your uh, website of online course, uh, uh, even although it passed, but maybe okay, you will have some uh, new announcements <laughs> in the future. So all this will be in the show notes for our listeners. You know, you can easily connect uh, with our guests through those links. And uh, I would love to um, ask you our summer question in Almost three years of this podcast, we developed a traditional question, which I ask every absolutely every single guest, regardless of what we talk during the interview. And in our case, we partially talked about it, but it would be cool just, you know, like summarize or maybe something else new will come uh, to your mind to share or just different like way to approach. But the question is, it's tricky and simple at the same time. (laughs) It's like the last question. Uh, So the question is, what makes you fall in love with ballet dance again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years?
0: It's energy exchange between my audience and me, between me and music. It's energy. It's very communicative dance. And it's the music which I love really so much um, this is it's not just a dance for me, but it's a way of feeling myself, even if I'm not dancing i I feel that that this is inside of me this. Um let me try to find the right words in English language. Um this feminine energy which is fragile and strong inside. It's fragile and strong at the same time. So from one side it's my own experience, uh from one side oriental dance made me more feminine and more fragile and more strong and like I've got the power (laughs) to dance on the stage 20, 30, 40 minutes. Last time I performed in Cairo in Nile group festival it was one hour almost one hour yeah so it's it's more about energy uh, how how I feel my body about being connected with the music and all what is related to the music. And it's a great um, source of inspiration and the culture also, traditions. And it's so deep that I can dive forever. So I feel that it's never end. I feel every time there is a space to dive deeper, to find something new, to develop and study and find out and experience it. And yeah. And also the energy of communication between people when I'm dancing or I'm teaching. Yeah. Complicated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> complicated but beautiful <laughs> simple, simple and complicated yeah I believe that many dancers can feel this way and uh, it's a beautiful feelings. even many times I can feel struggling and even sometimes depressed Or but it's normal the life is not straight line <laughs> but if we will speak and you will ask me what is more like more weight on your hands i will tell of course happiness and joy of course this. thank you for sharing thank <laughs> you beautiful. thank you very much for invitation and i apologize one more time for my english uh all this year i stay in italy and um the most of the time i s- i will speak in italian language so my english was not perfect before but now i lost a little bit of um i didn't practice that. i didn't speak that much in english language this year last year so but i tried my best to find the right words and to to tell the things which I really experience, and I hope somebody will listen it and maybe somebody will be ex- inspired and do something uh, to continue to dance or develop more their, their dance, or start to dance, for example. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'm absolutely sure in this, and it's all about connection And relating to each other because it's one thing that we see on stage and another thing that once we hear from person that we feel like oh it's real person it's real life (laughs) it's some struggle that some can also connect uh, to different things and everyone will find their own like way of connection and that's very valuable I think in general but especially now that we feel yeah distanced from everyone from really. each other but at the same time we are all connected yeah so yeah
0: somehow thank you once again thank you to, yana really, and uh to to share I, I was now. happy to speak with you uh. <laughs> Well, and regarding your English,
1: uh, well, hopefully uh, we can do a couple more interviews <laughs> in the future, and this problem will be solved. Let's dive deeper,
0: right? <laughs> you like to dive in yes. so let's dive deeper.
1: <laughs> yes, and practice English. Okay, great idea. That's a great idea. Okay, so everyone who wants to hear from Aida one or several more times or again in the future, (laughs) don't forget to send a message to her saying how much you appreciated this interview. And uh, I'm pretty sure many people did find this interesting and inspiring. So once again, really, really thank you. Thank you very much to everybody.